0: The Diamondbacks sign Katal Marte through an extension, the Cardinals bring back pools and the Phillies bring in Schwarber and Castellanos. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. Alright, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Mark Marino here with Don Pastrido and today is Friday, April 1st, so... Opening day is just six days away from today, Thursday the 7th, so... We're going to get you ready for the opening day, especially on the NL side. I think so. we talked a lot about the AL last week, so
1: yeah. I mean, yeah so a lot of
0: NL-related news this after, week. After,
1: you know, kind of uh, uh, an off-season that we were all pretty disappointed by with all the walkout and stuff, finally opening day is here uh, on Thursday, so this is our last show before the season starts. And yeah, as Mark mentioned, since we kind of previewed the AL, whatever trade's there last week, we're going to do
0: uh,
1: the NL this show. um so as Mark mentioned in the intro, the Diamondbacks kind of signed Ketel Marte to a pretty big extension for five years, and I think this is probably pretty smart since he's. Uh-huh. I mean, as we we've talked about him a lot, you know, as a guy who could potentially have been traded because he was a he was someone people they were talking about both this off season and at the trade deadline last year, uh, a really good player on a not so great team. But it looks like the Diamondbacks want him, kind of locked him up, and it was a pretty uh, reasonable amount of money as well. So what do you think of this deal?
0: Yeah, I think that, especially considering five years, $76 million extension, I think because of that, it's a pretty good move.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks obviously aren't competing Mm -hmm. this year, but I think within the next five years, like, they've already been bad for a good amount of time. I think they should be able to compete within maybe the next three or four years.
0: Yeah, I believe they had him under contract for another two or three years, so they're going to have him for like, seven or eight more years. Yeah, and he's but, still he's mm-hmm.
1: still a pretty young player, so mm-hmm. I, I think I like this deal for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: I think they had to either trade him or extend him. Now, trading him wouldn't have exactly been, you know, that controversial since they're so terrible. The division's pretty tough with the Dodgers, you know, the Padres, Giants. So right now it's kind of a waste to have him on the roster, mostly. But then again, you know, you need to give your fan base some hope, some reason to believe that this organization is heading in the right direction, and he is the number one yeah. hope for this team, really. So it's you don't necessarily tear everything down completely the way the Orioles and the, the Pirates mostly have done. That's not necessarily always yeah. the only solution. And,
1: and that was one of the problems that, like, mm-hmm. w- which was part of the disagreement for the lockout mm-hmm. teams wanted to solve this problem of teams just being absolutely horrible by rebuilding, because the fan base is completely uninterested that whole yeah. time.
0: Yeah, and I will point out it's not that hasn't worked completely since the Reds completely have torn themselves down since the lockout ended. Yeah, I mean, you know, and even yeah, the, like A's. the Orioles and Pirates have gone out and made any moves.
1: Yeah, the Athletics the A's too. too. Yeah, Reds so, I, A's, I mean, yeah, doesn't really seem like yeah. uh, anything they tried to do actually worked out. But
0: if, but if you look at the money of this deal, it's a lot less than what I think inferior players like Story. Um, Baez, and Correa got.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we were kind of talking about, yeah. you know, a while ago, like, how there's not really any medium in these deals. It's either huge deals or just mm-hmm. not really very mm-hmm. big deals at all. But I think this is actually a pretty nice, you know, reasonable, solid deal. Younger player. I mean, I, I really like the money here. Like you mentioned, I, I think that players like Correa and Story and stuff are getting way overpaid. Mm-hmm. But um, while we're talking about the Nilebacks, we may as well go into the NL west here a little bit uh obviously the Diamondbacks aren't going to be one of the teams competing uh the we could see the giants i think the giants are kind of an interesting team since they had the best record in baseball last year but no one really expected them to the dodgers of course getting freddie freeman are a huge powerhouse the padres hopefully you know bouncing back so who do you who do you think is going to win this division
0: um i feel like i have to go with the dodgers There's I really like the Padres, and I kind of have for a while now. There's a lot of talent on the roster, but there's a lot of question marks. And without Tatis for the first couple months of the year, I don't see any way that they can win a division without Tatis. The Dodgers are too loaded. Yeah, I the, do think that the Padres might ultimately be the better team, maybe, because their pitching could be better, and then when they get Tatis back, yeah. the Dodgers don't have a dominant pitching staff this year, which is very unusual for them. I don't know.
1: I'm I'm still a little hesitant to yeah. say that the Padres are going to be really good just because of the disappointment they were last year and I know that was a lot of injuries but I mean they really do have a lot of injury prone players which is going to be a problem as we've kind of Mm -hmm. seen in MLB in MLB like a lot of players who people think oh he just injured this one time like Mm -hmm. for example Mike Clevenger is always injured I mean like he had a history of that in the Indians he's had a history of that in the Padres and I mean it's just the you know for Tano Tatis like the Padres have a lot of players who are injury prone so how do we know they're all going to be healthy again this year? How do we know they're all going to be able to perform? Like, that's kind of what happened last year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to bounce back, because, like, I would say they would be really good, but their performance last year makes me hesitant to say that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, Tatis is is injured for the first couple of months. I, I will say, though, that there's a lot of guys who could be stars for them. Like, look at their rotation. Musgrove had a really good year last year. Star and Stella were kind of disappointing, but they have the ability to be aces, and then... LeMat the- and Clevenger are kind of injury question marks, but also potential issues, especially Clevenger. When he pitches, he's dominant. Yeah, but so that 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 could be ridiculously good. One through five, if everything works. I really out. I don't think, think everything is going. I really work think out.
1: everything working out. Like I think that's kind of been their thing for the last mm-hmm. few years. Like they ha- they have the potential to be the best team in baseball. They also have the potential to be a not so good. Like there's a huge margin mm-hmm. kind of when you're talking about the Padres. So I think it's yeah. a little hard to predict where they're going to go. I think they will make the playoffs, especially with another team added to each league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll come in above the Giants, which I don't know. I don't. I just don't see the Giants performing the way they did last year. Like I just think that was. I mean, I don't want to say it was a fluke, since they had 107 wins. Like, that's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. But I, mm-hmm. I don't see them coming in ahead of the Giants or, or Dodgers.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny, since I remember before last year, we said the Giants' 2020 season was a fluke, and
1: but, I mean, really, 2021
0: like, made 2020 look like, you know, anything but a fluke, obviously. But the the fact of the matter is, they lost Gosman. That's a huge loss to their rotation. Yeah. And you'd, you'd be relying on guys like Brean and Crawford, you know, Deere and Ruff, Brean and Bell, and Guys who aren't really great players to have great years like they did last year. And I just don't expect that to happen. Yeah, I feel like all the guys who came up big in 2020 for them were not the guys who were great in 2021. They've had back to back years, but it's a bunch of random guys who were not the same guys, aside from Brandon Bell, who kind of was great both years. But in 2020, it was Solano, Slater, yastrzemski Alex yeah. Stickerson, And yeah. all those guys disappeared last year. So I feel like, you know, guys like. Longoria was really good last year. That's not going to happen again. Longoria's been a mediocre player yeah. for years.
1: Yeah, I mean, in 2020, it was kind of a bunch of, like, journeymen who were just all mm-hmm. being good for them. And then last year, we kind of saw a bunch of guys who were kind of, like, that from that good Giants teams from, like, 2014 and stuff kind of have a resurgence. So I don't know. I, I think they could be competitive, but I just mm-hmm. I just don't see them coming in ahead of one, either the Padres. I mean, maybe if the Padres... Get a bunch of injuries and really don't perform. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, I will say this. I and mean, some people might say that this is the Gabe Kapler. In fact, the last two years, Gabe Kapler has just transformed this offense. He's kind of like you know, the Brent Strom of hitting. However, I will point out that Kapler was a tremendously disappointing manager with the Phillies. So.
1: Yeah, I and, mean, like, I'm, he I'm was, not trying to
0: take credit away from him. He's done a great job with the Giants, but he also did a poor job with yeah. the Phillies. So, no, he,
1: I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe he's trying to put a bad pass behind him, you know, but like, he basically got booed out of Philadelphia by the fans. Like, the fans hated him. Like, he just had he's a horrible manager. I mean, I mean, not that Girardi's doing a much better job over there, but like, he, I think he's trying to, you know, put that behind him and kind of have a new. Beginning here with mm-hmm. the Giants, which I mean, he's successfully done for the last uh-uh. two years. Yeah, so he I don't has know.
0: been great. I just don't think that Brandon Crawford is going to have yeah. another great year. Yeah, I that don't. And Ruff is going to suddenly, like late in his career, become like a, a star hitter. Yeah, I like
1: guess. like yeah. like I said, I don't see them competing, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me a ton if they did. Like I, yeah. I, it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I think Dodgers, Padres for sure at the top of that. Maybe the Giants. Um, I think there's a lot of question marks with kind of the Giants and the Padres too. I really think the Dodgers, as usual, for, like, you know, the millionth year in a row, looking yeah. like an uh, absolute powerhouse. Yeah.
0: Lo- I think that their pitching could come back to bite them a bit in the playoffs. There's just yeah. not a ton of depth there, not what they're used to having, at least. But their offense is ridiculously good and it's going to carry them through the regular season, in my opinion. Yeah, That's I mean- Freeman, Bellinger, uh both Turners. I mean, it just ridiculously stacked. Will Smith. Yeah. There isn't anything resembling a weak spot in their lineup. And then
1: the Colorado Rockies, um, are kind of just a joke. Like I don't know what they thought they were doing signing Chris Bryant. Like they they mm-hmm. traded Trevor Story, who was their only good player. They trade him, but they let him. Walk. Or yeah, they yeah. they let Story walk, which was I don't. I mean, I, I we think talked about. I actually about...
0: would. I think Bryant is probably better than Story, and they. I think that the contracts were fairly similar. I don't have a huge problem with you know basically trading in story for Bryant I just don't see why they're really getting anyone yeah. it isn't like with the Diamondbacks where it's like do you trade this guy Quetel Marte or do you extend him because I think mean, for the Diamondbacks, you can't just let him walk in free agency in two years yeah they got him on the cheap on extension that was good with Bryant it's like I, I think the Rockies are a few no yeah I don't competing I don't think it's a terrible yeah. deal
1: it's just I really don't yeah. like they're not they should competing. have done
0: a big free agent deal in the in the next year or two but not this year this was too yeah. early to make the big
1: signing yeah so, the Rockies just not really going to compete. I mean, we talked about it before. I don't know why they let Story walk instead of trading him at the deadline, say, last year and getting a lot of prospects for him. That would have been a way smarter way. But, I don't know. The Colorado Rockies really seem to have not made great front office decisions lately, you know, with Arenado going. like I, I don't know. It just seems like they haven't really been uh, on top of things in the front office completely. So yeah the Rockies definitely not going to be able to compete and we already talked about the diamondbacks moving on to the nl central um the nl central is probably definitely the weakest division in the nl uh brewers probably kind of the top team maybe cardinals uh top team two teams in that division other than that we don't really have anyone that competitive i mean the cubs kind of first half of last year they were in the you know, in the discussion, but then they kind of fell off. So and I they think, treated
0: everyone they treated yeah. Bryant Rizzo, um yeah. Baez, and even some other guys, like Doc Peters. They were so, they yeah. were competitive the first yeah, time. Yeah, with all those guys that they then uh-huh. went on and treated. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: Cubs, Reds, Pirates are really not gonna be the conversation. I think Cardinals and Brewers are really gonna be the people we're talking about. and I, it kind of surprises me every year You look at the Brewers in their offense, just like really does not seem very strong at all, especially with Christian Yelich not being the same Christian Yelich that he was in 2018 and 2019. Yet they seem to like their pitching, especially their bullpen, but also they're starting pitching with, you know, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, like their pitching is really good. And I think that's kind of what's been powering them to the top of the division these last couple of years.
0: Yeah, they're kind of similar to the Cardinals in that they kind of find a way to get these value Pitchers and then the hitting is kind of a bit of a patchwork. Yeah. I, I just think that if you compare the Brewers to the Cardinals, the offenses are similar, and then the Brewers have the better pitching. So in my opinion, that puts the Brewers yeah. ahead of the Cardinals. No, I
1: would agree with you. I think the Brewers are going to in the division. What but, do you think the situation is with Christian Yelich? I mean, like this guy was one of the best players in baseball in twenty after twenty nineteen, and then he just kind of fell off the map in twenty twenty. People thought he would have a resurgence last year. He played most of last year, but he really never got it going
0: his power disappeared that was really the problem only nine homers i think i will say this i think of all the guys who have struggled over the last two years kind of who have really fallen off there's a lot of them there's like Lindor, eugenio suarez bregman bellinger yelich and more too i mean i
1: don't think alex bregman is a surprise
0: yeah i think that bregman to me is probably the most likely to continue his yeah you know seeing
1: as he can't cheat off. anymore i would that?
0: also say i don't really believe in Lindor bouncing back I feel like he's a, a bit of a head case, you know. In New York, I don't really see that. Yeah, I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen people kind of get psyched out in New York there. So yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's happened to a lot of people, like you, know, mm-hmm. AJ Burnett. Like we kind of saw that happen to him a bit when he mm-hmm. was on the Yankees.
0: Mm-hmm. I just think that Yelich has the best chance of all those guys of bouncing back. It doesn't really mean it's gonna happen, but yeah. I feel like I I definitely could see him having a big bounce back here. I also don't think they necessarily need him to bounce back to be better than the Cardinals, but. The Cardinals' offense is very mediocre. No,
1: I mean, they did it last year without him, basically. I mean, like, they kind yeah. of, they somehow f- kind of find a way with their offense. You know, mm-hmm. some guys just step up sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. and their pitching is really good. I mean, Woodruff and Burns at the top of the rotation, like, mm-hmm. if Freddie Peralta had yeah. a very good season last year,
0: I mean, the Cardinals pitching staff could be really good but there's all these question marks you know that the brewers is really good even like the back end guys like eric laura had yeah. a good year last year yeah it's just like more proven and more surefire good than the cardinals mm-hmm. who have all these question marks like will rain keep it up you know yeah. will jack fillet bounce back what about michael will he stay healthy
1: yeah and then when yeah. we talk about the brewers everyone obviously thinks the bullpen yeah. because of hater but it's it's not only hater in that yeah. bullpen like they have a lot of guys in that bullpen who are really good it's similar yeah. to the rays in that way like their bullpen is just elite Uh and also
0: I really like the trade of Jackie Bradley Jr. for Hunter Renfro I think that was a great move by the Brewers and that will help their offense a lot
1: yeah Hunter Renfro increasing kind of the power there I mean although he didn't he really hasn't had great offensive stats lately I think he could definitely Hmm. they could definitely use some power on that team and he's going to give you that he's also solid defender in the outfield Mm-hmm. So especially with his arm, mm-hmm. um. So yeah, I think I, I think I definitely see the Brewers winning the division. It would surprise me a ton if you know everything if things go right for the Cardinals if they won that division. But as of right now, mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Although I mean, yeah, we saw the Cardinals' offense might might not be as bad as we think. I mean, we saw Tyler O'Neill have a kind of a breakout season last year. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they... even
0: with O'Neill having a great year and Dylan Carlson having a pretty good year, they still were. Below average offensively. I don't think that they're going to improve that much since kind of their big prospects came kind of broke through last year. Like, who are the big prospects this year? Yeah, no, who are, I like, agree. The big time candidates. You know, yeah.
1: I think I just don't see it. I think I might see yeah. them being the sixth seed yeah. in the NL. Um, I think you you'd agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and then the clubs They did uh,
0: bring back Pujols. We should yeah. venture that briefly. So it's interesting since it looks like Pujols, Wainwright, and Molina are all going to retire after this year, probably. Molina and Pujols have both said they will, and I think Wainwright probably will, too. So yeah. that's uh, obviously three core guys. Only Wainwright is really good at this point. Pujols can hit lefties. But obviously, that's kind of a relatively limited player. He's just going to be the DH against left-handed pitching. That's yeah. what he's going to be. And they shouldn't ever play him against righties. I don't know why they would ever play him against righties yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah, Pujols kind of reuniting with his yeah. original team. That He'll he be had.
0: headed to the Hall of Fame. And I think Molina, hopefully, he wants to get in there in the same class as Pujols. It might not happen. Yeah. Obviously, Pujols is headed there.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. it's it's kind of weird, like, you Pujols was really good when he was on the Cardinals, but, like, yeah. when he was on the Angels, he really never had a great season. Like, yeah, no, no just, not at all. Just kind of a washed-up slugger, not really hitting for mm-hmm. that high of an average, and then he just kind of played for a really long time. We've seen so many guys who, like, are Hall of Famers just play for, like, another seven or so years that just aren't good. Yeah. So it kind of, like, it almost dilutes their career. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like they're just playing for the records yeah. at that point. Yeah.
0: As for the Cubs, they did pick up Marcus Strowman and what I think was a really good deal, three years, $71 million. And they also got Wade Miley, who's kind of an underrated starter. So they yeah. kind of shorted up their starting pitching a bit, at least the front end of the rotation, the back end's still a bit questionable. And there's, there's some intriguing pieces on the offense, you know, with Frank Schwindel having a really good year last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: I mean, we've seen uh-huh. Ian Happ be good sometimes, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't this, know. I just don't, uh-huh. I don't really see the Cubs competing. I think they're going to be okay. Like, yeah. maybe... It's actually
0: gonna, with like 38 games against the Reds and Pirates. I think those teams are both going to be awful. I think the Cubs will be respectable, but probably you know around 500.
1: yeah, like yeah, I'd say around 500, maybe a little under. And then Reds and Pirates there really isn't a ton to talk about. I mean, yeah. we've talked about the Reds a lot. We you know they were kind of competing last year and the year before that, but this year they just kind of tore themselves down. They're really not going to compete. The Pirates haven't been good for the last you know million years. So um, that's kind of it for the central. Moving on to the NL East. I'm looking at your predictions here, and I see you have the New York Mets in first place in the number two seed in the NL. I I mean, I can see why a sane person would predict that, but it's the New York Mets. I really think they're going to choke like they do every year. I mean, if you look at their team, they look absolutely stacked. Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett. Yeah, I mean, like, this team looks really stacked, but at the same time, they've never been able to not choke. It's like every year, and we've talked about them a lot. Every year, they seem to have a really good team on paper, but then they just collapse on in, in reality. I mean, like Lindor was just a failure. I mean, like, I just... And I don't know. I think Jacob deGrom, with his injury history, I don't know, like, will he be healthy all season? He he hasn't had a healthy season in, in a while. I
0: don't know. I feel like his injury history is a bit overblown. Like, he's been injured some, but then again, everyone kind of gets injured at some point. Last he had a 108 year. so it isn't like he's, you know his prime he's no i'm not saying i'm not saying
1: again. he's not going to when yeah. he's pitching he's going to be elite but. but yeah
0: i'm not, I'm not just going to like assume he's going to be injured he might be injured for a bit but I, I wouldn't assume he misses half the season again
1: yeah but i and mean they've like,
0: got shirts or two and what i really like about the Mets is that there's so much depth on the offense that they can afford a couple of guys like you know if dominic smith has an off year if another one if you know jeff mcgill's another off year, they have so much depth that they can just kind of take those guys out of the lineup and plug other guys in
1: yeah but i mean yeah. like it's like, who knows? Maybe all of them could have it off here. That's just the type of thing the Mets would do, you know? Well,
0: that happened last year. I I feel like they brought in reliable guys like Marquette and Eduardo Escobar who are more proven, if not necessarily as high upside, as some of the other guys in their offense. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it makes sense to predict them to be good on paper, but I, I honestly don't think—I mean, they might make second place. I don't know. I think the Braves are going to win the division. I mean, I think the Braves are just really good. Like, we saw them almost go to the World Series in 2020. And then uh, they won it last year. Yeah, and then they won they won the World Series last <laughs> year. I mean, they did lose Freddie Freeman, but they still have debatably the best player in baseball in Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, he is injured for the first couple months of the yeah. year. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We're seeing, like, debatably the two best players in baseball, Tatis and Acuna, injured the first few months of the year, which yeah. is kind of unfortunate, you know? Yeah, I... but uh, but I mean, they still have Acuna. He's going to be playing at least part of the time. Aussie Albies has mm-hmm. really stepped up and proven himself to be a really good player. Uh, Austin Riley, I mean, he is mm-hmm. he is, I mean, he was almost an elite. I mean, he was an elite player last year. I mean, he mm-hmm. he had a, some really good offensive stats last year. He was good in the postseason. Um, yeah,
0: I I, think, I kind of agree with what you're saying. They've got a lot of really good hitters. They also have a lack of depth, especially in the outfield. I think Acuna's injury is going to hurt. They're just not going to have much production in the outfield they still have adam Duval, but that's kind of all they have in the outfield until Acuna comes back and then the dh i don't think they have like a dh necessarily either so i just think that i'm going with the mets because of the superior depth offensively and just the elite arms at the front of their rotation. the rotation the mets also have a pretty good bullpen too they've yeah, got I, seth lugo and edward diaz are about as good a one too as you can find
1: yeah i mean i don't know the Braves <laughs> have a pretty good rotation as well you know led by max freed there who i yeah. mean has been really good um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Braves are going to win it just because I know it sounds stupid to say that the Mets are going to collapse, like predict them to collapse, but like it's happened every year. So, I mean, I just, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I would actually, I would be surprised if they didn't collapse yeah. and choke like they always do.
0: <laughs> All right. So quickly the Phillies signed Kyle Schrober and Nick Castellanos both to, uh, like deals around four or five years, you know, 80 to hundred billion and, I think this is interesting, since the Phillies have really underachieved the last few years, so I feel like they kind of need to win, so they're getting a bit desperate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could almost see if the Mets collapse enough, the Phillies coming in second place, and the Mets maybe not making the playoffs. I mean, this sounds completely ridiculous, but, like, at the same time, I could see it happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I could, too, since I won't put anything past the Mets. However, the fact that we're saying, all right, maybe the Mets will massively underachieve, and the Phillies will make, like, a six seed, or maybe a five seed, since I feel like, the Cardinals is like maybe the number two team in the central isn't that strong. But I feel like the Phillies just aren't really good enough to justify these moves. I feel like they need kinda need to rebuild. Even with Schwarber and Castellanos, there's still a lot of holes in their lineup. Like I guess they kind of filled out their like corner outfielders now, but they still center fields. The problem shortstop is a major weakness, and third base is a question mark with Alec Bohm kind of an unknown. So the Phillies are a kind of a very thin team with a few superstars and a lot of weaknesses. So I think that going up against really stacked teams like the Mets, even the Braves, who are definitely uh, on the pitching side, things are going to expect to be pretty good. I, I just don't really see the Phillies' roster as anything better than like slightly above average. I don't see them as a playoff team. All right, so that's going to wrap up for this week on Total Bases. As we're out of time, but we'll be back again next week with more baseball talk here on Total Bases on Radio Free Hillsdale One One Point Seven FM.